Welcome to Command A, episode 27. Jason and Kevin here. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, feel invigorated. I've had a pot of coffee uh, and I've already been outside today. It's a beautiful, crisp day today. No, no rain or snow. You mentioned you had some bad weather. What's going on out there, man? Yeah, we've had some uh, just really some hard rains and then and then cold. So it's looking like it might be kind of nice today. Hopefully, I'll get out. I uh, I stayed up late watching documentaries last night, so I basically uh, woke up, grabbed some coffee and some water, and here we are. Nice, <laughs> nice. I feel lazy today. <laughs> we should talk about that documentary real quick. Do you have? Should we? It's, it's outside of our agenda. Let's. We'll keep it to a few sentences. But it was uh, called "The Bikes of Wrath." And it was about a what was it four five Aussies because one of them was doing the filming right so five Aussies came to the United States they were big fans of John Steinbeck uh, and the Grapes of Wrath now Kevin have you read the Grapes of Wrath I have not and I don't know that I'm interested in it even now but it's it's inter it's interesting to me I wasn't even aware of it I'm not I don't I'm not big into reading sure. So there's a film too, by the way. Uh, I mean, it's an old one, old black and white, if, if you like that. But I mean, the story is still the same. I think uh, my grandfather actually was a uh, was one of those people. <laughs> now he did it on his own. He hoboed over. He didn't take Route 66. But anyway, l long story short, he did pick pick uh, fruits and vegetables over there before he went to uh, to college to be a to be a preacher. <laughs> but that's a, that's a whole, that's a completely different episode. Uh, <laughs> but Grapes of Wrath, so I've only read one Steinbeck book. I do like to read. I've only read one book, and it was Me and Charlie, I think is the name of it. And it was his uh, kind of a travelogue, because I love travelogues, and that's what got me interested in this documentary anyway. Uh, I just, I love those, you know, travel journals or whatever. I just always been attracted to them. So uh, anyway, this documentary follows... Uh, the path that the John Steinbeck book Grapes of Wrath followed. And this was in during the Dust Bowl period. And they they got on their they they flew over, got bicycles. And what was really cool about it is they had a kitty of cash and a kind of an equivalent of what the uh the the characters in the Giants John Steinbeck book had uh to get them across from Oklahoma to Bakersfield, California. Uh in and <laughs> that to me that was part of the attraction that made me turn the film on and i was afraid it was going to be a little hipsterish kevin i gotta tell you because a lot of times i hate to say it but a lot of these types of documentaries end up you know they spend more time worried about you know making really pretty imagery than actually having substance to the film uh or you know telling me what a bag of crap i am but I, in this case i thought they did a great job what'd you think about it no i thought it was really good and and uh <clears throat> I was pretty tired last night, but it, it piqued my interest, so I stayed up and watched it. Um, it was really good. So I didn't know. I didn't. I've, I'm aware of the Dust Bowl, but I wasn't aware of the big migration of people, um, and I really didn't know what caused the Dust Bowl. So it was really sounds like uh, two things: weather, but also over farming and not rotating and crops, tearing down trees, and yeah. and. and adversely affecting our environment so that was interesting to me um again there's so many books i want to read i may or may not read this book um or any more listen to the book but man i thought the documentary was cool and as far as like whenever i see something it depends on if you're if you're saying hipsterish or 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 hippie-ish because i'm hippies intrigue me <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> 
but hipsters do not. Exactly. Yeah. I and I, I've, I've definitely saying hipster. Pretty blurred. It is. It is. But uh, I'm I definitely saying hipster. I'm, I'm half hippie, um, just because when I see stuff like that, I'm intrigued by it. Sure. But sure. The hipster. Yeah. I divert the other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, there's a lot of trappings in the the hipster culture. You know, uh, I live in a very blue collar area, so when I go to a city and I see um, hipsters dressing like they're blue collar workers, uh, <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> I just struggle. That's all I got to say about that. But I, it's cool. It's cool. All right. What else? So. Yeah, I was going to tell you, I got up and I, I did some photography this morning. I've I, uh, been getting into wildlife photography. And, you know, I used, to, I used to hunt with my son quite a bit. We haven't, you know, I haven't hunted actually in a number of years. Uh, he's obviously moved on in his life. He's 25 now, for crying out loud. And, you know, just haven't picked it up again and don't know that I ever will. But regardless, I still have all my camo gear. So I, I was out chasing some deer around today, uh, making pictures. And I tell you what, man, I, I don't normally shoot. I'm normally a landscape guy, and uh, so this is kind of new to me, and I'm just having a ball with it because I get to watch these these animals in rut, and so I'm I'm out there and I, I find this buck, and he's a pretty big fella, and he's got two does with him, and it's you know we're in the middle of the rut right now, so I'm minding my own business, uh, taking some shots, and there they know I'm there, the, these these three, and they're kind of keeping an eye on me, and I'm following them around a little bit, and you know taking shots as we go, and. And all of a sudden, I, through my lens, I see the buck looking to my to my right, and he's no longer focused on me at all. Doesn't care, and he's looking off to my right, and I'm like, "What's he looking at?" And all of a sudden, I hear the the footfalls, and no less than ten feet away is this little spike buck walking by. He don't care. He sees these two does. He doesn't care that I'm there. He's heading for these does, and the, the big guy's like, "What are you doing?" Anyway, so I get to watch this whole thing play out. And at first, you know, the big buck, he gets his girls and he kind of makes them wander off. And then, uh, and, and the little guy keeps coming. And so pretty soon he has to chase, he chased him off twice and that stuck after the second time because the little guy was not going to fight him. He was a spike, you know, yearling buck, but he still had the same, uh, same drive. <laughs> So it, it was a lot of fun to watch. That's uh, for me. That was uh, that was. I, I looked at my images before the before the show, and they, I got a couple okay ones, but uh, nothing nothing to get excited about. But I had so much fun out there chasing these deer around that uh, I'm really getting a kick out of this wildlife stuff. No, I think I think you're onto something. Because um, I I have a love for and respect hunting. I just don't have the time and the money to invest into it, and I just don't want to do it anymore. But but I have nothing negative about it. Um, I would get frustrated just because it was so hard to find a place to hunt. Yeah. You know, especially in that area of Wyoming. Like people wanted to charge you and people wanted to block off. Right. That's Things. still so the case. I have a problem with it there. But hunting I don't. But I think that you found a way to do a couple of things that I enjoy, right? You're, you're out. out. Get, you're getting out of the house even in the, the cold weather. Um, you're hunting. Because you're looking for that picture, you're capturing something. That's right? right. That's right. And you're also just kind of out in your environment and just paying attention and being aware of what's going on around you. So, so, so many things to to your story speak. So I think it's really neat. Oh, you'd love it. You'd love it. Or just seeing some of your some of your photos. 
Yeah, you'll um, you'll love it. I mean, I tell you what, if you uh, if you if we ever get get to link up, we'll head out and head out in the field. And you still have all your camo gear from back in the hunting days? No, I've uh, moved nope. moved out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I kept it in a in a bin just because I spent so much money on this stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I have it now that I'm trying to get out and do that. So yeah, no, I think <clears throat> here would be amazing. Like these black tailed deer. Are, pretty small but elusive mm -hmm. and the brush is so thick like i just wonder like across the street from my house there's this big wooded area and i just wonder what's what all really is back in oh there. sure yeah 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 because i see them once in a while but they're pretty small and and surprise me gotcha yeah that's the fun is is finding these uh finding the different uh animals out there obviously deer are pretty prevalent and this time of year is perfect because again they're they're in rut so their brains aren't working right <laughs> well, i'm less of a I'm concern than another buck not hunting but i'm i've been really uh, spending a lot of time thinking about getting into archery which i've never been into oh okay with my son and i and, oh that'd be fun shooting bows so yeah i haven't decided one way or the other but i have i think i was talking last week about how i kind of just stopped looking at social media and now it's been I think it's been like three weeks. Um, haven't even opened it. I don't miss it, and I, I don't plan on opening it till the first of the year. I just made this arbitrary goal after a couple weeks of not missing it. But it's just a time suck. Like all things aside of whatever you think of social media, whether it's good or bad, or how you you curate your your stuff to affect you, it's just a time suck that I don't need. So I'm out. Um, I like texting with people. I like sending photos with friends, and I, I can do all that through a messenger or something. So, you bet. Yeah, good segue. Actually, good segue because the next thing I wanted to talk about today was Flickr versus Instagram. And speaking of photography, uh, this this works out good because there's a big difference between the two. And I use I use Flickr. I've used Flickr. I've been using it since like 2010, and it's. Uh, and for everybody that doesn't know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, if you're a professional photographer, Instagram is a necessity. When I say professional, I mean, you know, if you're trying to make money taking photos, you have to use Instagram because that's, there's a big commercial component to it and it's important. Uh, but for most people that are just, you know, into photography, hobbyists, whatever, the difference is striking because I actually interact with other photographers. They, the, the site itself doesn't curate how I look at images. There's one thing called Explore. Every day they curate about 100 images you can look through, the best of the day's uploads type thing. Other than that, you spend time in groups, and it might be a group about, and it can be all kinds, I mean, trust me, there's all kinds. So a specific lens, you know, uh, a specific type, a minimal landscape. Uh, group, et cetera. And, and you go in there and, you know, maybe you, you share photos, you critique photos, you talk to each other about them, you see people's settings, you learn. And it's really a photographer's site, in my opinion, uh, compared to compared to Instagram, which is the mass consumption site, right? So it's the dumbed down site. So yeah, there's some beautiful imagery in there, but really it's a commercial site and it's it's simplified in such a way that 
you know, you have no control as a photographer. You know, they're going to make your photos the two different sizes they want them to be. You can't do a panorama. You can't do any kinds of things in there. They try to get you to put filters on them right away. Uh, you can only upload through your phone. They have their in there, but they're so much more popular, Kevin, than Flickr. I mean, by orders of magnitude, right? <laughs> and there's uh, and that's to me that's that's also striking. But the way they serve you information or serve you your photos isn't the same way. It's not in this linear linear way. So if I go to one of my friends on Flickr, I see their their page, and it kind of I don't know. It, I don't have a good correlation for it, but uh, the groups, everything else, it's just pure. And I get a lot of inspiration going in there. Uh, have you used Flickr before? Mm, I, I think you've sent me some links or photos like several years ago, and I had to go into Flickr maybe to see them. Like maybe you sent me a link to some of your photos, and, then, and yep. I opened it, and I was in Flickr. But other than that, no. Gotcha. Um and that's what I do. I, you know, I, I, I have a lot more postings that I do on Flickr and I've met, I met, you know, you remember my friend, Jeff, we met on Flickr actually, and uh, right. forged a good, great friendship there, uh, which I would have, you know, Instagram just, just wouldn't happen. And I, I, I don't have any heartburn against Instagram other than it's, it's truly a social media site. And I think you can call Flickr that, but there's not a, you know, first of all, there's a free version of Flickr. There's also a paid version, which I use, and it doesn't do a whole lot of difference other than allow me to store photos. But uh, uh, it's as social as you want it to be, but you're not forced into it as a, for for a social media situation. And there's not a there's not an algorithm serving you up photos and trying to keep you get you to stay in there and keep paying attention. You know you you don't get that same uh, same drive. You go through the 100, 100 photos on Explore, and you're done for the day. There's not going to be any more in there till the next day, and you get a new feed. So, yeah, you know, anyway, I, uh, I've i been really paying attention to the difference because you mentioned that social media thing, and I am the same way. I, in fact, I've been on Instagram in longer than a week, and I haven't been, I don't know when I was on Facebook last, but it's same thing. It's a time suck. We talked about how we changed them, and I started using it for my... Uh, retro stuff but dude <laughs> that was worse <laughs> was it yeah because that's stuff i wanted to see when i just had people's political statements i could easily turn off i'm like oh my god it's got to turn this off and then when i switched to seeing stuff that was fun <laughs> and got rid of all that crap it's like oh my god you know yeah you just keep flipping <laughs> so yeah it, it just, it's a time suck me and it does this. i think with the because it was a, a week two weeks yeah, I'd say it was two weeks before the election that that I killed it, and uh, or just erased them from my phone. But I mean, there's just nothing positive on there, and I'd go down these rabbit holes of reading stupid stuff. So yep. So yeah. Yeah, you're right. There is nothing. I mean, honestly, I, I there's no way, no other way to look at it. Is there's just nothing positive about it? Uh, that's that's absolutely true. I think it, and I think it's this. Everybody wants to have all these friends. Well, I don't have all these friends. I have a handful of friends. And I think that if you just keep it at your core group of people that you interact with, um, you may be able to be fine with it, right? If you enjoyed, if that's what you enjoy doing, do it. But it's just a time suck. I want to learn some skills. I want to do some things. And setting in my house is not accomplishing those goals for sure. Right. 
Right. And that's, and that's, you're right. I mean, that, and we look at that from, from our perspective, but if you think about somebody that has self-esteem, young, young people I'm talking about, they're trying to make their way and they want to be popular and all these things. I mean, it, it's gotta, it has to be absolutely emotionally defeating to go in there and, you know, you, you say something or you post something or whatever, and your feedback is through that, that like button. Right. And if it, is not if it's not as good as you think it should be it's got to impact your your mental health right i mean it has to yeah no i'm i'm nervous about um my kids and social media yeah me too me too um because they have you know i think i have an addictive personality and i think my son has the same thing where like if you let him he would just be on that ipad or whatever all day long and it's I don't want to see him do that. I want to see him take more interest in other things. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to become more interested in stuff and then just hope that he follows suit. I don't think I can make him do stuff. And then, and then with, with having a daughter, you know, um, that's good, just about ready to be a teenager. You just kind of wonder, there's a lot of dangers out there and, and there's a lot of bullying and there's a lot of self-esteem issues of people that are already having trouble, right? Cause you're going through adolescence and, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I was teasing her yesterday because she is, she'll be thirteen this this month. Oh boy! I was like, oh, we're gonna be a teenager, and I was like, you need to. I was like, you're gonna have a lot going on in your life over the next few years, and high school seems like a big part of your life, but it's really just a small bump in the road. I go, but just remember, you got five years here with your family, and then you're out. So <laughs> enjoy these times. You only got five left, and she's like, uh, yeah, I'm uh, not leaving. Like, oh, you're leaving. <laughs> Uh, you're see, she's at the perfect age when they when they uh, just can't fathom anything differently. It's a great age. It's a great age, and they, uh, yeah, I mean it. You know, they got to grow up, and man, you know, you want to impart that wisdom that this is a very short period of time, but that's everything while you're going through it, right? That's the that's the thing. You and I can look back and be like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> I've lived multiple lifetimes in that period of time, and. But if you're a kid, I mean, that's a, that's a big, that's everything, right? That's what's happening yeah, right now. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, even like people now, like, and, and maybe some people are into it, but like class reunions and stuff, I don't care. Like that. Yeah. I never went to any of them. It's not interesting to me. If that's interesting to you, it's just, that wasn't that bigger part of my life. Right. It seemed. Right. And I enjoy some of those people now still. I'm good. Yeah, I never, I never had any interest in the, and I, and I, again, I, I have friends that were really, you know, it was a really important thing to go to these, these reunions or whatever, but I never cared for it. I didn't, I mean, I keep up with the people I want to keep up with. You know what I mean? I don't, Yeah. we reunite on our own. So. Agreed. And I went to a couple of high schools, so that kind of separated me too. Right. So I was only part in one and part in another. So. I didn't have the full experience at any single high school. And I maybe that has something to do with it too. I don't know. I never I've I've given it thought over the years, but I've kinda <laughs> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> That's really part of age. You really don't care, right? At some point it's like eh. I actually had a friend from high school die recently, Kevin. This is a very dark thing to to bring up on the podcast, but it was uh, it's it's been a few months now. You know, she had uh, was going in for heart surgery and uh, she passed away and it was, it was very 
difficult for me because she's my neighbor, by the way, too. She's lived up the street and we'd say hi or whatever. But it was uh it was weird, you know, to have somebody your age die of basically an old person's disease, <laughs> you know, and now she smoked her whole life and all that. So, I mean, there's, you know, some, certainly some, some self issues there too. Right. But nonetheless, man, you know, 40, 48 years old, I think she's 49 when she died, but. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a, a few, three or at least three. Really? Yeah. Yeah, pretty sad. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that. Enough of that downer, Debbie Downer stuff. So you you recommended a toothbrush earlier, Kevin, and and uh, tell me about your toothbrush. Oh, I was just um, we we talked about, or you were frustrated, I think, with dental hygiene or getting cavities. Yeah, because I had a cavity. Hard at it. Yeah. And um, I remember saying that. We haven't had cavities, um, and and just like I said, Paige, it just equates that to the Sonicare toothbrushes. That's gotcha. her. That's what she thinks. She thinks they work really well, and uh, she equates that's why the kids have never, never had a cavity. Uh, there's probably a lot to that. I uh, we have a similar similar one. The Oral B that Dennis sold us actually a few years ago, and as far as my cleanings go. It made a big difference. They don't. They don't have any. There's no more plaque and all that. So that's good, because you know that plaque affects your heart too, right? Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, tooth plaque goes into your bloodstream, and it's. I mean, it's all the same plaque. I didn't know that, but it's a true. That's a real deal. No, I didn't know that. So, yeah, so I became very interested in not having plaque. <laughs> so anyway, the dentist sold us these. Uh, they're the Oral B version, right? Six and one half dozen the other, as far as I can tell, but. Uh, yeah, we've been using those, and and uh, they've definitely reduced the amount the the work that the cleaning person has to do. The hygienist, mm-hmm. uh, it's I mean, I it's quick in and out. There's not a whole lot of work to be done. So I've been happy with, but the plaque thing really, really had me wound up when I found out that gets into your bloodstream, and that's the same plaque that's in your arteries. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're on the right path by using the Sonicare, no doubt. Maybe I'll do some more research too. Maybe I need to switch brands because I've had this one for a number of years. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, that's what Paige swears by. But well, you you do what you know, and I mean, if it's working, it works. You don't change it, right? So right. So are you are you are you on looking at your computer on Big Sur right now? You're a Big Sur user. I'm on Big Sur, and it's pretty cool. You I love mean, it. it? Just, so it just looks different, right? Like. All the windows and corners and everything are more rounded, and then all your all your icons look the same as they do on your phone, which is which is nice because I did find sometimes that I would be on my computer and and I would go to um, somewhere and it just didn't I had trouble seeing the icon because it was just a little bit different. I mean, it didn't catch my eye as much, but okay. Um, yeah, no complaints. So they. I don't know everything about it. They, they, so that's some of the upgrades. They um, obviously optimized it for their new chip, the new M1. And then um, maps is a little different. They changed up their maps. They added cycling in some cities, and they added some like street-level views, so it's a little more like Google. Um, 
but yeah, in general, it's pretty cool. I like the you can do widgets now. You swipe from the right to left, and then your widgets pull up. You can customize those just like on the iOS 14. Um, it has a little different control panel look that looks more like the phone as well, where you can click on and off your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, AirDrop something, and then you can um, you can go into settings into preferences and you can customize even what shows up there. Um, that's kind of the, just the basics. I just, I really like the fact, and maybe we, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but I can just have this for free. Do you remember when you had to buy windows every time it came out? Like you, you windows. Yeah. hundred dollars or. Yep. Yeah. Because it sucked usually <laughs> because windows was used on other computers and, and Microsoft wasn't making software. So, I mean, it, it really did make sense because if I bought a Dell computer, why would Microsoft give me something for free? You see what I'm saying? How do they make money? Whereas Windows or uh, uh, Mac OS only works on a Mac computer, so that made sense that it you know they upgrade themselves. Plus, you can control the experience of the user a lot more when you control the hardware too. So, but yeah, and I do remember that, and that really did. Uh, yeah, I re- and I, but I remember being ex- very excited about the new operating systems as well. You know, when they would come out. No, I uh, was. I just was disappointed. I had to pay for them before, <laughs> and I think that. Um, I think this is cool because obviously you pay for this software. Like it's in the cost of your Mac or whatever you're using. Yeah. Like it's it's added in there. You're you, you've paid free, for it. But, yeah. Um, also, Safari, you can um, custom, customize Safari. So you can have a background when you bring up your homepage in Safari and you can customize what you see on your little homepage. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what else. There's probably more stuff I'm missing. Have you heard of anything that that's going to be there that you're looking forward to when you do upgrade? Mm, no, actually, um, quite the opposite. I just don't don't really care about this upgrade. I appreciate the M1 chip, and I like that they're using the Rosetta uh, Rosetta. I think it's called interface. So that made me a little made me pretty happy actually, because what I was afraid of with the M1 chip is it was going to be one or the other. So if you had a piece of software that only runs on Intel chips, you know, there was, and you bought the M1, you lose your software. And that to me was like, it's a, that was a little heavy handed for the developer that maybe a smaller developer. Cause I use some very unique, small software, especially for my astronomy stuff that I like to do. And some of the photography plugins I use, those are very small, softwares in comparison to you know big ones like twitter or you know you name the the microsoft product these are very small so their developers don't have a lot of money to be completely revamping now what i've learned since then uh, reading a few developer sites etc the conversion if you are converting over to the m1 it's very easy to do they made it very simple so i really like that so they gave the, the developers tools to do it without investing you know bazillions of dollars um the uh you know i use adobe's products a lot uh, probably other than apple's products with logic and final cut the number one thing i use is lightroom and photoshop and they are going to they they did they are not doing a native m1 version at this point and there's been a little grumbling about that from people but the m1 chips that have come out so far are kind of the entry-level chips right they're not the serious chips that we're going to see in a mac pro at some point in the future uh they're really powerful ones and i suspect that you know adobe 
at that point, will take it definitely take advantage of uh, a native M1 situation. But even without the native situation, if you're going through Rosetta, everything seems to be faster on that M1 chip. So I'm excited about that from a hardware perspective. From a software perspective, meh. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been very happy with with my software, uh, with my OS currently. I one of the and you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. One of the things that troubles me about the new one is I don't like I don't want my computer to look like my phone. You see what I'm saying? It just it's like I don't know. I just old old curmudgeonry. Uh, curmudgeonry is that what it is? Curmudgeon <laughs> curmudgeonous whatever. That's that's how I feel about it. It's like God, uh, I feel a little luddite-ish, but I like things being different. However, for example, I know messages is changed a lot in in the new in Big Sur. And I'm excited about that because there's a lot of functionality in the iOS version of message that I want to have on my computer in message. So if it's an app that has an equivalent, I want it to be the same, right? Messages, Safari, oh, yeah. I want those to look the same in both locations. The operating and I do system like that about this less so for sure. Yeah, because I honestly use mess I in fact if I start having a conversation with someone in message, iMessage, I go to my computer because I can type <laughs> instead of using my thumbs because I hate messaging with my thumbs. I screw up too often. And I got yeah, little I witch and fingers. It looks just like your phone. So if you have, if you've dragged anybody up to the top, you know, mm -hmm. of your messages, it looks just like that. Yeah. So I like that. I like that they're doing that. Um, you know, excited about the Safari thing. Uh, the rest of the stuff, I don't really, honestly, I just don't, I just, Whatever. I mean, I appreciate him doing it, and it's good, and it, it's, it's not going to materially impact me from day to day. Uh, you know, the, I would love them to change some of the interfaces with their own apps, but I don't use – I use, again, Final Cut Pro and Logic are really the two main productivity apps, and I don't have to use them for work. They're for my personal fun. Uh, you know, as long as those are working fine, I'm cool with it. I will switch over. I learned a lesson years ago about switching too early where I caused my – myself some issues uh so i'm not going to do that again <laughs> uh, as long as we're doing this podcasting i didn't, I didn't want to make a switch without making sure everything's going to work so i've been reading some forums and keeping an eye on certain software like my sony camera stuff some of that there's been some issues so i'm still kind of waiting on that and that's sony's fault because sony sucks when it comes to keeping you know they do a great job with a lot of stuff but they really suck at keeping up with their mac os interface so you know minor stuff for me but I'll switch to it before the year's out, probably. Yeah, I was speaking of Sony. Like I have the, the RX100 Mark V or whatever, but I wanted to do some like time lapse or whatever, and, and I didn't realize you had to get on and sign on and make a create a profile and then download a program and an app to do that. And I found their website just to be really cumbersome and pain in the ass, and I didn't, I wasn't able to quickly understand it. So then I, I stopped doing it. Sure. Yeah, they have their own set of software. There's there's a thing called Pixel Shift that I really love on my Sony camera that gives me just absolutely perfectly sharp images of landscapes if there's zero wind. Um, but it, 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 it works phenomenally, but I have to go in through the Sony software to make it work. Uh, and it's, it's fine, but to your point, you know, their menu system in the camera even is crappy, in my opinion, compared to my old Nikon stuff. That's all I used to shoot was Nikon. And maybe and I always thought it was just because I had muscle memory, but I've come to believe that, you know, Sony could do a lot better when it comes to their menu system. And they've improved a little bit. They have, 
you know, user profiles I can do. They have a, a start thing so I can get to my, my most wanted features without going through every single menu. So uh, they, they seem to listen, but you know, the quality of their equipment is what keeps me there. Right. I mean, it's just absolutely high quality and I, I really love the work I can do with the Sony gear compared to my old Nikon stuff. Yeah, no, and it's just it's it's a matter of interest. If I was super interested in it, I'd figure it out. Sure, yeah, you'd spend time with it, right? I mean, that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you haven't. So you haven't had any issues. How about you? You're not crashed today or nothing. Maybe there's uh, maybe it uh, is using memory more efficiently too. I don't, yeah, I'd, I'm not sure. So um, I downloaded it. I think Thursday night, the twelfth. Okay. Pretty easy. I turned it on and went did some other stuff around the house, and I checked on it, and pretty much opened seamlessly, and nice. did a couple of the little tour things, and watched some stuff online about it, and now I'm pretty, so far, so good. And I haven't heard anything major breaking at this point, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, by the end of the year, I'm going to give it again a couple more weeks. Just to make sure, you know, I've got a program called Scrivener. I, I do a lot of writing in there just for fun again. So it, if it broke, it broke. But at the same time, if it broke, I'd be pissed because I paid for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? My for paid sure. softwares is what I need to work because I don't want to pay for them again. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think so far so good. And I like it. And I, I like the aesthetics of it. And I like Messenger. So cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I've, I, you know, I'm not so, I'm not such a luddite that I'm not going to change. I mean, <laughs> I will change, but some changes, especially when it comes to visual design, I'm less excited about. I like functional changes. I'm really cool with those, but sometimes when they change the look of something just to change it, uh, whatever, man. I like skeuomorphic design, for example. You know, I don't like the flat icons they switched to in iOS years ago. Now, Jesus, when was that? That might have been the five or the six when they oh. went to those flat designed icons. No, thanks, man. I love the old calculator look like a 3D calculator. You know what I mean? I, I like yeah. that stuff. Yeah, man. I agree with that. It's old fashioned. I get it. I'm not I'm not dumb. I, <laughs> I got to keep up. But I don't care for this flat stuff, man. That's just wham, wham. <laughs> Obviously, nobody gets a shit because they, they did it anyway, right? So. Right. Well, you've got a new product. You got to tell me about it. And I sent you a Timex watch that I remember from back in the 90s. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I watched the video that you sent me. And uh, and it's called the Ergon Band. But go ahead and let, let us know. Tell, tell, tell everybody what, so I just, what's going I, on there. On the train the other day, I, I just because I like watching people, I saw somebody wearing a watch on their hand, like some sort of a leather strap. Okay. That went around their thumb and wrist, and I and I thought, what is that about? And it seemed like it's pretty. I see the guy on the train. I, I don't know him. He's pretty trendy. Okay. So yeah, he's a trendy guy, and uh, he has this old this hat that looks old, but it's obviously new, and it's it's folded in just the right way, like to keep the rain off. And anyways, I was like, that's an interesting. Um, watch band and i've never seen it so you you wear the watch basically on the back of your hand between your thumb and, and index finger to kind of explain it to people we'll put a link in um and so what what i found intriguing is i 
I don't really like the look of this, but it, it's interesting to me to in two ways, like to find something different. Like you have a watch and and watches how we wear them hasn't really developed, right? There was the pocket watch and the wristwatch and the wristwatch eventually won out the pocket watch. Right. And I was just sparked my interest enough to like, hmm, is this the is this the next iteration? Like like it looks weird to us now, but in five years are we all going to be like i don't know how i lived without that <laughs> on my hand like this sure um, because there are some neat so i think that i should win some sort of award because i watched some really bad reviews and commercials about this damn thing in order for the show so I okay it. perfect <laughs> i mean really bad review really bad quality reviews oh right? interesting some really painful videos to watch and and i had to actually look at like three commercials before i even sent you one because i don't know what you thought of the commercial i sent you but their other commercials are so cheesy that i i couldn't even get you to to look past that i knew can i comment on I the commercial to even send you can i comment what on? was intriguing to me is when you're riding a bicycle mm-hmm like your watch would be right there where you could see it, right? Your sleeve wouldn't cover it and you could see if you were tracking something or maybe you're doing directions. So there's one possible advantage. Again, I'm not a proponent of this. I don't think I like it, but I'm intrigued by the design change and then driving. So you're driving, you could see your, your watch easily if you needed to. There was one of the videos, the guy had a some sort of an Android based watch that had a camera in it and he was actually recording himself right it's facing him and he's recording himself or you could talk to somebody and you're not you're not distracted by and you're using both hands still so that was interesting um what else i think there'd be in some ways when maybe when you're working out it'd be handy like if you want to see your stopwatch a little bit better it might be good and then just in general if you want to be a star trek fan like and you want a communicator and not a watch that's that's way cooler than talking into your wrist, like pretty sweet. <laughs> so I thought maybe okay. that's where I get you is like, okay, hmm, it's a communicator. Uh, there's if you were doing video, right? Let's say yep. you, you had a camera and you're watching, you wanted to to talk uh, FaceTime, like instead of doing this where you're holding your hand across your wrist, you would just basically hold your hand in more of a position you normally would, right? And we could talk to each other. So I see some advantages. I'd, I'd see. I think it'd be better. It's leather. I think it'd be better if it was maybe more like a strap or something. And and I'm sure it has some design flaws. It's it was a Kickstarter just this year, 2020, is how it started. Um, what did you think? Well, uh, yeah, that's I appreciate. It. Yeah, so I uh, did a little better description here. It. It, uh, it goes around, so it, where your watch sits now, it goes further down, so it's kind of on the back of your hand, and then it has a thing that wraps around your thumb, so it's inside your palm around your thumb. So if, if uh, you know, again, podcast listeners probably don't, uh, aren't going to click this thing, but it's called the Ergon Band. And yeah, Kickstarter, uh, the video you sent me, one word I said was hipster when I watched it. <laughs> it was everything it was everything about hipster that I don't like when it comes to video production. And again, that's just my personal thing. But and then, you know, it felt I mean, I could tell that the um the people that were giving their reviews were friends and family. And that was very clear to me too. Which is okay too. I mean, it's a Kickstarter. You're trying to sell a new product. Uh 
so for me, the biggest problem for me, and I appreciate the innovation in doing something, you know, different, for example, because I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I don't take it. I remember the, the Timex watch that had that angle and that was, it was for bicycling, Kevin, that was all about the triathlon thing. Right. So it would point and point towards you when you were riding. That's why it had that angle. And that was kind of the idea there too. And I'm not opposed to any of that. My problem with the smartwatch doing this uh, is the whole purpose of the Apple Watch for me, because I love watches. Remember that. The whole purpose of the Apple Watch is the the uh, the metrics, the health metrics, right? The, uh, what do you call it? The oxygen, not the oxygen. What's, what is the thing they do there, Kevin? I forget. The heart rate thing or whatever. Anyway, yeah, it's got to be against your skin and it's got to be on your wrist. I don't even know if it would work if they made a hole in the back for that. So that was my yeah. biggest turnoff. There is a hole... Supposedly, you still get your metrics. Okay, I, I don't know that for sure. Um, there is a whole there. The other kind of cool feature of it, because your watch is kind of in this thing, is it has a snap on top, so you can snap and then and then your watch folds forward, and then you could click your charger on the back. Gotcha. I think they thought of some neat stuff, and 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 I agree. Um, if the metrics don't work, and your your health and activity doesn't work, because they kind of sell it as like a workout, right? enhance your workout but uh, it's leather that, like push-ups were were tough with it just yeah. the hand position of push-ups but other than that like pull-ups and all the other exercises they found it more they found it better for working out so you know one problem i have with working out with my watch currently and the reason i don't have uh, a set of kettlebells is because of the when you flip it over hitting my the back of my wrist and smashing into my watch so and I can't, I don't know that this would fix that, uh, in this situation, but that is one problem. And I just, I use a dumbbell for about everything anyway. So it doesn't really matter. It's probably not going to buy kettlebells, but the, the thing that's kept me from wanting to do a true kettlebell workout is smashing my watch when I flip the thing over. Right. So sure. I just spin my watch on my wrist for that one move. Yeah. Spin it back. It sure. doesn't bother me. It's, it's, it's doable. Um, I'm not that worried. Like we talked about before, I'd, um, I'm kind of back on making, watching my rings, but I have a healthier relationship with them and I don't care if I, like a lot of times my watch might be charging. I might go ride the Peloton. I really don't give a shit. Oh. Sure. No, but, I, I'm not opposed to this. I, I got to tell you though, uh, the, the biggest question I would ask myself is why I don't have any issue with viewing my watch. The way it is at a, you know, the view, especially when we, now that we have always on display, you know, I just, I'm going to glance at my wrist anyway, so I can see my watch where it's at. I, another thing I was thinking about too, is winter is another problem. And you made it, made a good comment there, but how am I going to wear gloves with this thing was another problem I had with it. Um, cause it's been a lot of time in winter activities. Uh, and yeah, you know, the one thing about the Garmin, for example, cause they have one of these for the Garmin watch too. Uh, is, you know, it's got, you can, it's got a really big band, so you can put it on, on your wrist over your ski gloves or your backpacking gloves or snowshoeing, whatever. And the, the one that's, so that's a minor problem. And I think most people probably don't have to worry about that, but, uh, that's yeah, something you can I noticed. put this over like a thin pair of gloves, like they showed somebody with the biking fingerless gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the little leather gloves for driving. Yeah, anything big, um. Yeah, there's definitely drawbacks. It's just an interesting concept to me, and I think that it could be explored more, that there's more there. I, I would think it'd be kind of handy for hiking 
Um, because you could quickly look at your wrist if you're navigating with your watch. Like I just yeah. think that there's a way. Yeah, and if you're using trekking poles, I mean, it's like per the perfect spot with a trekking pole, isn't right? It? And then biking, mm-hmm. like there's, I don't think it's an everyday deal because think about, you have to take it off every time you wash your hands and stuff. That'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it comes on and off easy, but it just would be annoying to me. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I can, I can tell you with every degree of certainty that I would not buy this because I, there's no way I could handle something inside my thumb like that. That would. That would that would irritate me. Yeah, I, I got yeah. I got to be honest. I because I have a couple of uh, base layers that have that hole, that thumb hole. I can't stand it. It just it drives me nuts, you know. So I already know for Jason that would be a, a, a difficulty. But I think it's interesting. I mean, I you know what was fascinating to me, Kevin, is I keep up with this stuff, and I had never heard of this until you sent it. So well, no, I'm I'm sitting there. Like I said, I'm always watching people. I'm sitting there trying to see this guy like on his phone. And he's scrolling, and then he reached up with his other hand, and his Apple Watch was, like, right there on his hand. And I'm like, what in the hell is that? And again, why don't I know about it? Right. So, like, I'm Googling on my phone. Like, I'm sitting behind him. I'm like, uh, hand watch. Like, I didn't know what to call it, right? Like, I'm like, ah. It took me a little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I say, I, I think uh, I'd be interested to see if they come up with some different uh, materials, too, because I'm not a fan of the leather as well. I really don't like that. But uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, I don't I mean, do you do it in silicone? I don't know, because then it starts. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. But they're going to have know. to do and something honestly, else. Honestly, though, the guy that had it on and just his personality or him, it fit him and it actually it, it looked fine. Like, sure. it didn't look weird or out of place. Um. But it's just kind of like, I mean, he has a leather satchel like Indiana Jones, and yeah. he's got this hat, you know, so he's he's got the whole deal. But it didn't, it really didn't look bad, but I did get the kind of a, like, a, I think when I first, when I first hit it, uh, Surge, some, I think like Steampunk watched Ah, okay. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. That's pretty hipster. Yeah, actually, this kind of, I mean, I think you can go that route with it, too. Well, you solved one problem by telling me about the hole in the back because I didn't. I mean, they're not really showing that in the picture, so that's cool. Yeah, it's there's really no good reviews about it. Um, I mean, the people were super annoying. If I could find you like a decent um, review, I'd send it to you. But well, if it, it takes just, off, it'll be everywhere. We'll see it everywhere. So, so now I'm going to find the original commercial that I found that was. I was terrified to send you, and I'm going to send you that, so you have to watch the really bad commercial now. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm going to send this to Sean. You know, he does a little leather work. I bet, and he's he's kind of, he doesn't like to admit it, but he's kind of really, everything hipster, he uh, he attracts himself to. So I'll get his opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll find this. I think it's this one. I'm going to send you. All right, well, um, I'll take a look at that here after the show. Kevin, anything else we uh, we need to cover today? Um, what else? I th- so we're changing our frequency. We haven't told anybody about that. We just changed it, but we're gonna go every other week for a while. Correct. Yes. Uh, we may there may be some that triggers an additional episode. Uh, we'll try to leave things organic as possible. That's why the show's the way it is, but. Um, 
just we're busy lives and we got a lot going on and in uh, some stress and we want to make sure it's still fun to do and not a burden. So we're going to go every other week. Good point. Okay. Good point. And something I'd like to I'd like to try at some point is to uh, uh, to do a live stream next time there is a Apple announcement. I think that would be a lot of fun. Our initial reactions right after. And they seem to be coming often enough. We should we should try to try to get that get that going too. But yeah, I think that would be fun. I think that it might be fun to do a video one. That's what I mean. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Just, okay. Do the live stream on but video, even like this. So you could have pulled up the the Argon commercial. We could have watched it and laughed at it. And yeah, we don't have bad backgrounds, but I don't. We don't have fancy backgrounds, Kevin, like some people do. Man, that's a whole other topic. So, <laughs> video. so yeah, I, video I, becomes a. Uh, that's my been my problem. That, I have one that on, on uh, Teams. Yeah, that's the office background. You know when they're yeah they're doing the interviews in the back. I have that one. But you remember when you were in grade school and like you would get school photos and there was like the normal background and then there was like space or lasers or yep. whatever. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of that. <laughs> Well, I know I don't see any of that in, in professional settings, but um, you know I'm talking about the people that do actual video podcasts. The quality of their studios, dude, are just phenomenal, and that's what's kept me from doing it because I'm not going to create a fancy studio for my. I saw a really cool video about that just recently. There's some good stuff out there, no doubt about it, man. I can't. Well, like a cheap one. Oh, really? How to how to do a cheap cheaper one i could do a green screen which is cheap but i don't i don't like green screen work honestly i i prefer it looks always looks chintzy to me do you have i don't know if you have i don't play with skype but i the ones i kind of like are just where the back their background just blurred behind them yeah i i don't mind that so much but um i don't like seeing the artifacts like when microphone arms disappear and you know the 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 text just not as just not really good at that. But yeah, I mean, that's, I get that. I I don't mind that either, but it's overdone. I, I don't know. Anyway, just that's the photographer in me. It bothers me. Some of the. Yeah. I'd want a different camera. I think I'd want a camera above me. Yeah. Yeah. Now I already have a, I already have a decent webcam that I could use if we ever do this. So we're talking probably the show probably doesn't care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll surprise everybody if we ever get to it, but we'll... Uh... I don't know that they care about anything we talk about. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, everybody. So thanks for listening to Command A. Send us uh, send a link to your friends. It's where we talk about all things. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to Command A wherever you get your podcast. Yes, thanks for spending time with us. Share the show with your friends. It really helps us grow. You can contact us anytime at cmdapodcast at gmail.com for questions, praises, rants, or even request an autographed photo of me, or really just about anything. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.